Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in Theta and Semitic Breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. Welcome to today's episode. Today, as per normal, Shaylee and I wade through our own teachings and lessons, of course, through the experiences of our own animals and our own lives. So today we're talking about finding balance. How can we remind ourselves that our horses have their own path and their own capabilities to heal as much as we do and to release some of that responsibility. So get ready. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, As Amber just told me like two minutes ago, my brain is dry and I don't know who I am anymore. And that is the theme of today. The theme of who we are right now in this current moment. Um, If you missed last week's episode, it was like one of our first episodes back and it was like kind of rogue. In fact, I don't even remember what we talked about, except I remember talking about me feeling worried about getting my IUD out. And I only remember that because I got a bunch of messages about that afterwards. So I don't know. There's some TMI stuff in the other episode. Um, This episode... Um, I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm not really looking for advice. Love you guys. Um, so don't message me about it, but (laughs) I have been in this situation with Chico lately and it's exactly where Amber was with Flirt's eye. I don't know if you guys remember this, but for what feels like a year, but it probably was like less than that. Flirt had a bulgy little goldfish eye that was all leaky and creaky and weird. And it was all Amber could think about (laughs) when she spent time with him. And it was controlling her life. And I'm like that with Chico right now because he, Chico's my mini. He's always perfect. He's always like perfect. And right now he has a cough. And the funny thing is that um, everything else is fine. Doesn't have a temperature. Nothing's pouring out of his nose. He's eating. He's happy. He's running around. And yet it's destroying my life. And I'm trying to figure out out why I'm doing so much. And okay, here's what I was thinking. We as Americans, this is controversial, by the way, controversial episode. We as Americans, um, take on a lot of responsibility for others. It's in our culture. If you think about how we are, you know, in our military and our government, like anytime someone has an issue, we always want to dip our hand in it. And we always want to like go and see if we can help and how can we change this? And we look at people from like our outside perspective. And for some reason, when I was cleaning stalls right before this episode, do do download hashtag, um, I was thinking about how there, I don't know why my mind went to this, but I'm thinking about people in other countries starving or little children with worms and things. And I, this is, this is where my mind is at right now, but I'm thinking about that and how we as Americans want to start little commercials and things that are like, donate 
to this so that you can help a child in need or like people with less resources or whatever. And like, I'm wondering if we think about these things from a perspective of like, I have more or I am like, like we as Americans have more resources or we have, well, we don't have more money. We know that if we follow our government, but we, um, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, um, we look at it from like a place of like, oh, I'm in a better place. So how can I help you? I feel like, okay, you guys can differ. All right. Don't cut me. But, um, so I was thinking about how, I was carrying that responsibility into Chico and how I'm like, well, I have so many more resources than you. So this is my responsibility because I have all of these resources like herbs and vets and all of this stuff. Like it is my duty to help you. Meanwhile, he's over here looking at me like I have everything within me that I need to heal. And like, I feel fine. Like, don't you see me running around? Don't you see me like doing my thing? Like, why are you feeling so responsible? But anyway, I'm curious. You're, I don't even know if I formulated a full sentence just now, but yeah, well, but I got a full think... like pink. Okay, great. What is it? My, my my squirrel, my nut, my nutmeg just dropped it in my head as you were saying that, and it so ties into. I don't remember if we talked about the bionic bean last time, but I think we mentioned it, um, because we were gonna call it like bionic bitch energy. So yes, we did talk about it last episode. How it's interesting that your creatures, <laughs> especially now, Chico, because you are always saying he's this perfect mini, nothing's ever wrong with him. He can go out and graze and he never founders and he never gets fat. And it's this amazing little creature. And so now that it's shifted from Sage being like, hey, hello, I'm actually really strong and bionic. Stop looking at me like I'm this fragile creature you have to take care of. It's almost like the same theme is just transferred for you to get like a different version of that lesson in Chico because it is kind of all happening at the same time and it does feel really like relevant between the two things you know what I mean yeah it really does and it is so funny like I I literally texted my vet friend and panicked and I was like I had this horse Dover who every summer would pour snot from his nostrils and I had to have, and he coughed all the time. And I had to have like, um, all of the stuff that I put him on to like make him be okay. But I never worried about it for some reason. I don't know why. And it was like very obvious, like just discord in his body. Meanwhile, Chico, every time I look at him is like bright eyed and bushy tailed and doesn't have any other symptoms except this little dry cough. And like, I know that it's a lesson for me because I don't hear it unless I'm around. And my husband will be like, look, when you're not in the barn, he's not coughing. When you're not outside, I don't freaking hear him. So like, it's definitely when you're around. So there's a lesson for me in this. I just feel like my life is a is a reality show right now. It's so ridiculous. But <laughs> And I should blame my sister and have her listen to this episode because she's like obsessed with me, like going on TLC and having like an animal communicator, like reality TV show. And I'm like, that's never going to happen. But this podcast kind of feels like it. This is the closest she's going to get. 
Well, the thing with the whole responsibility, we always talk about it. And I don't think it's something that we're ever going to stop talking about because it's so prevalent in our lives. And I think so many people's lives who listen. And also actually interesting that you say that because Rocco, we all know Rocco carries a lot of responsibility in his duties in his role on this planet right now. And I just got him and Luna body work this morning. And it was so interesting because he is like one that every time someone drives on the property, anytime something happens, anything that's a little bit off, he's like, whoa, whoa, you know, and he's getting older. So I'm like, bro, it's like, just, well, you know, just chill. Like, we don't have to make everything so intense. Like your little nervous system is off the charts all the time. And it was interesting because um, when she sat down with him, she immediately was like, well, first of all, he doesn't do that when I'm not here is how this whole thing started. Apparently when I'm off the property on like, if I'm traveling or if I'm on vacation, I have this like, oh, I feel bad. My guilt, my guilt, air quotes are happening for those of you that are just listening that I'm leaving the dogs. You know, people get real weird when they travel and they leave their dogs behind. Okay. My house sitter, they love her. So I should not feel bad. Actually, they probably are excited when she's here. And then also, I feel like he goes on vacation when I'm not here because he's not having to bark at freaking everything. So when we sat down to do the body work on him, it was, you know, he heard a car driving and he immediately like got tensed up. And I was like, not right now. You're good. You're just here to receive. And um, you don't need to be responsible. And my, the lady that does the body work is so, she's so funny because she's like, but that's my job. You know, she's like, that's what he's saying, but that's my job. And I was saying the same thing the other day when I knew somebody was struggling with, there was a horse that was struggling a little bit and he came in immediately and went into the round pen. And I was like, you are not going to be going in there, taking on any shit and sending us to the vet because get out here. And he looked at me like, no, this is my job. Stop telling me how to do my job. And so the responsibility thing, it's like two-sided, right? It's like we do our souls sign up to do some of the work, knowing full well that probably we are going to be loosey-goosey about our energy. And sometimes we're going to get fucked up about it. Sometimes we're going to get sick, whatever, right? We don't think it's that big of a deal when it happens to us. We just sort of deal with it. But when it happens to our animals, oh God, <laughs> like, open up the floodgates for all the things to come in. So the responsibility and the lessons and all of that, it's just so interesting. And with Flirt's Eye, like how many, I had the vet out twice. I had all these things happening. We had the ophthalmologist or the optom. I don't know which it is. Anyways, the special eyeball specialist, the eyeball woman of the area that is sought after comes and gets in there. Like I have never seen anyone get into an eyeball before. And I did video it wild. Couldn't find anything wrong with the eyeball. Okay. <laughs> the allergy, the, the nothing he's on all the things he's fine now. And it's because I just, there's several things. That's a whole different episode though. But that was the thing. It's like, I had to like, just soften to this is happening what do I need to hear? What am I supposed to be learning? Stop making about your eyeball and go, what is it bringing up in me that I need to learn? And it was responsibility and it was all the things. So plus I think going into holding space for all these people that are about to do this, the vision quest, like I'm telling you, the moment I started coaching and like actually becoming conscious of holding space for people and creating these like space for people to like, 
dive into their own healing and understand that they do have the answers as they don't need to look to us <laughs> or to anyone that they follow or work with. It's like, you have the answers, but the moment you start to go into that learning, it's like, you have to learn the lessons even deeper so that you can teach it even more clearly. And it's exhausting sometimes. So. <laughs> you know, I was kind of laughing like, oh my God, I like got, I'm now have the eyeball energy that I'm learning so that I can do it from the animal's perspective, because like this eyeball freaking ruled your life for a few months. And I feel like that's where I am with Chico right now with this damn cough. But what's funny is as you were talking, I was thinking like, okay, if I didn't focus on the, like, well, no, what is my job? So you were like, what is my job for Rocco? And for Chico, it's like, his job has always been the companion, the attention seeker, the, when people come into the barn, he's like the mascot. Everybody notices him. He gets a lot of the attention. He's the little trickster. And the dynamic has shifted a little bit because the donkey has come in and now everybody wants to treat the donkey first. He's in the first stall. Everybody loves his ears. Um, the donkey now does my favorite trick that I have always wanted Chico to do, which is to like hold his lip up and smile. Oh. Chico has never done that for me. And the donkey does it. And so I'm constantly feeding him treats and like telling him how amazing his smile is. And I've been trying to give that same. And Chico has never rooted the lead rope when I walk him out. Like he's always happy to just like walk out from the barn to the pasture and ever since he's had this cough, he will not walk out to the pasture. He plants his feet and like wants me to hand graze him. And I have to like hand graze him and then go a couple steps, hand graze him and go a couple steps. And he totally plants his feet. So now when I think about like, oh, what is my job? It's supposed to be the, well, right now I want to say the obnoxious little attention seeker that like is slamming his stall door and like always getting my attention he does that, but now he totally is rivaling with the donkey. And what's funny is normally when I go into the barn, Chico's the first one I look at because he knickers every single time. But now the donkey brays and it's so loud and it like overshadows Chico. It draws my attention right to him. So I guess my lesson right now is in balance, right? Because like I have two minis, two little mini mascots now, two min little like attention seekers. And I'm going to have to find balance between the two of them, I guess. And then maybe the cough will go away. <laughs> <laughs> and then it seems like there was something that made me think about um, the idea of Chico being able to ask for what he wants and like demand it and like stay rooted in like, no, this is what I want from you. And I'm not moving until you give it to me. And knowing that he's worthy to receive the extra hand graze and the extra attention for you. Like maybe even feeling like I'm being an, an example and I'm teaching you how and what that looks like. I can wait for what I want and I'm open to receive and I'm not moving from here and I'm going to be obnoxious and annoying with my little cough because that's what's getting your attention until I get what I want and what I need. <laughs> Well, that's so, yeah, that's so true. That's like, that's deep. I'm going to have to sit with that for a little bit, but like his cough, like I was walking into the barn and he was like, eh, eh, like doing his cough. And I was like, you 
are not getting my attention that way. In fact, it makes me want to push you away. You're so annoying. I don't want to look at you. You're bringing up frustration in me. You're annoying, you're annoying, you're annoying. And then I go into my feed room and I'm like, what tea can I make him to brew for his cough? How can I help this cough? And then I offer him like, then I go back to his stall and I'm like, here's some essential oils. Would you like to sniff any? Here's a plethora of herbs. Would you like to eat any? How about these little brewed teas? What would you like? And then I'm like, oh yeah, you're annoying, huh? You're not getting any attention. And here I am like bringing him this buffet of herbs and stuff. Oh, it's a freaking mess. It's a mess over here. <laughs> Maybe it's switching from aligning your initial, this is super annoying because it's triggering this guilt in me because I'm not fixing this for you. And aligning it with the fact that it's okay for you, like you enjoy, you know, you're, you enjoy helping, you're enjoying like creating the stuff for him that's going to, you know, hopefully potentially make him feel better. Like you're enjoying that process, but the initial like discord of, oh, this is so annoying because there's like still the responsibility piece and the little bit of the guilt, like, oh, though, like, but I wish, I wish you were better <laughs> because it would make me feel better if you were better right now. And he's like, well, I'd like to cough and get the attention that I am in fact actually getting from you. <laughs> you just need to find a way to like take the wobble out in the, like the in-between stuff where you don't feel guilty. You're not doing it from guilt. You're doing it like, oh, I'm so abundant. I have all these resources. Let's, this is fun. Let's find which resource that I do have. Which one is going to be the match for you? I had an interesting happen thing happen at the gas station this morning, actually, <laughs> speaking of all of these things and switching and like taking the wobble out where gas is like 645 or, or diesel is like 645 right now or something. And I don't think that I pay attention ever to how much diesel is. I just like, what am I, what am I supposed to do about it? But really <laughs> it's like, this is what it is, you know, and really thinking about practicing and staying in that abundant mindset, being open to receive and just remembering that like the resources are always there and it will get worked out and it is fine. And I found, you know, you always hear people say like, you should get excited about spending money. Like you should embody what it feels like and it feels like there's such a huge gap in between being able to do that and just faking it you know like actually not being annoyed by the cough I freaking did it this morning I found myself looking at the number and I spent like 170 I think it got to like 175 bucks and my tank is in fact not actually full and so I was watching it up and I kept going what would it feel like if every time that number went up my bank account went up and I was like, how, I don't know. I didn't know what the cap at that gas station was. You know, you don't know how long it's going to let it fill. Like it caps it off at different amounts. And I was like, yes, we made it to 170. And I was like, I wonder if I can get to 175. I literally in my body viscerally experienced excitement. Like I tricked finally, I hacked my brain, hacked the fuck out of it. And my body was like legitimately excited for these numbers to go up. And I was like, is this what people talk about? Like, have I reached a new level? Me and Shaylee can never be actually fully freaking out at the same time. We definitely, I don't know if the universe conspires to make sure that it's like a balance of like somebody's doing okay and somebody's losing it because somebody always has to be learning and then supporting. It's like this great balance. But at the gas station this morning, I was like, yeah, dude, 175 fucking winning. And I hung the little diesel Thing back up and I got in my truck and I drove off. <laughs> uh. That's amazing, actually. That is like so cool because I feel like that really is 
what it's about because your brain literally doesn't know the difference between like closing your eyes and visualizing something and it actually happening. If you come up with that feeling, like that's literally all it takes. And that's what invites abundance into the experience, which that's really cool. Also, um, did destiny back there get a bigger pot? Speaking of money slash money tree, because I feel like she, she has a table. She has, you see that? I know I'm looking at that right now. Okay. So for those of you who are listening in, Amber got this little money tree, like at the beginning of summer and she really wanted to name her. And I said, her name is destiny. And Amber couldn't get behind it for reasons that we won't disclose, but I have named the name destiny for her. And um, she's in a bigger pot now with a little stand and everything. She's looking good. She was like dying in bed at Home Depot. And she's so floofy now and happy. I actually, it's a, an illusion, um, but she's actually getting recalled. No, I, just, oh, I got, a little, got a little disappointed when you brought her over because I was like, oh man, I see the little pot inside of there. But but actually, I have um, okay. the pot is out there actually right now. So you must have said, I only brought it back in for the pot. <laughs> and then I got to repot her after this. I even have the soil ready. So <laughs> He is actually being repotted. Funny that I brought it up. Actually, <laughs> um, can you make one little side note before we end this podcast? And can you talk about the guy that gave Johnny a water bottle to give the plant little sips at the store? <laughs> yeah, did we never talk about that? Oh, and it's like the most amazing story. It is. We have um another plant that I, in fact, was a rescue from the grocery store. Because I got one plant and now apparently I'm one of those people because now we have three. And so the plant number two is very one of the long, I don't even know what they're called, the long viney ones that go wild. Well, we were in the fruit section and getting our fruit and I look over and I see this stand of a cascade of multiple very, very dehydrated plants. And I was like, oh, I don't even have room for a plant like this. It's now taking over my living room and I don't know what to do. And I was like, I'm not ready for a plant like this. I'm, my home is not, does not have space. I was like, felt like I was at the freaking animal shelter. And this is why I don't go to the animal shelter. So me and Johnny are standing there and Johnny's a very empathetic. And he was like, it's making my mouth dry because these plants look at them. And he was very upset. And I was like, and this is why you'll never go to the shelter. And so we're standing there. I'm like, forget it. Just pick one, just pick a plant. So he picks the driest, saddest plant that we can find, puts it in the thing and we stick it on, we have it in the cart and we get to the line and the guy that's gonna behind the cash registers rings it up and he looks at it like horrified, so horrified that I knew exactly what was happening in his mind. And I videoed part of it. Maybe I'll edit in the picture in this podcast for the people that are watching. And his face is like, this plant is so dry and immediately with a long ass line of people behind us disappears from the register. Okay. He's rifling two or three registers over under the thing comes back with his, his own personal water bottle that he had been drinking out of and proceeds to water the plant and restore my faith in humanity right there behind the register. I actually think he should have given it to us for free, but he did not watered it and the person that's bagging the the groceries is like you're overflowing it's getting all over the register and so he has to stop and he sops up the water with a paper towel and hands johnny the water bottle and says give her 
small sips so it doesn't get your mom's vehicle wet, but she needs to drink. And then we put the plant in the cart and leave. And I was just like, what in the world? That was so amazing. He was just the most amazing man. So I, I wanted, did a little like blessing for him because he obviously is somebody who is doing good things for the world, even if he's just registering, like cash registering at the grocery store. <laughs> I know. I was like, you need to like get his name off the receipt and like give him a shout out to his manager. That receipt's probably a long gone now, but maybe um, you'll see him in the future. I yeah. freaking love that story. That just made me so happy when you sent me the video and then the little plant thriving at your house. It's like so cool. I love the little charity case plants, but it's kind of funny because, you know, like goes back to exactly what we're always talking about and that cultural feeling in us to be responsible and it's just must be like really really deep rooted in us to feel that way but also on a last side note um I swear that if I don't water my plants in my house they dehydrate me like I will wake up dehydrated and my mouth will literally feel dry and I'll be like oh what's going on and I'll be like oh it's Sunday gotta water all my plants and then I like bounce back so to Johnny's point I feel like that is a very real thing <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We tend to black out and not know what we've even said, but if there's something special in it that resonated with you and spoke to you, please drop it in the comments, like, and share, because we need to get better about spreading the word about the pod. That is our next focus is growing the awareness of the pod. And we get so many amazing messages from all of you. So I think we need to get better at asking for that. So apparently you can do reviews. I don't know how you do that. Apparently people are doing it and they're really good reviews actually, which we should probably also do something with. But until we figure all these things out, thank you guys for listening and watching. Excited for those of you that are about to hop on our 21 day vision quest. We'll be on day two by the time this airs, but maybe you can catch the next round. We'll put a link in for the wait list for, we don't know when that's going to be, but it'll probably happen again. Mandy Lee has worked so hard on how beautiful it is. I mean, we must do it over and over, if nothing else, for you guys to see it over and over because it's so pretty. Um, okay, that's it. See you guys later. Bye.